Let this food take you places you've never imagined. We really out here eating good ass food, listening to good ass music, just vibing. We aren't critics. Fuck critics. We're only bringing you things we love. With your host, Nelson motherfucking Conroy. You've never experienced anything like this before. Open your ears and free your taste buds. Gastro traveling, motherfucker. Hello, it is I, your, your fearless leader to take you through the stars, take you through a bunch of mashed potatoes and all, all different kinds of foods, and, and I'll bring you through. Uh, 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 I'll guide you through soup and foods and w- music, and I'll be the needle to your record player. Uh, it, it, it's me, Nelson Conroy, your host <laughs> of Gastro Traveling. We have a great episode this week. We're back uh, with Control by SZA. Before I even get into this album, I would like to make an apology to all our female listeners because it took fucking, I don't even know how many episodes to get to our first female artist. And I just want to apologize. It had to be SZA. SZA is amazing because uh, of a bunch of reasons. Uh, first off, her fucking name, SZA, RZA, Jizza. Where she got her name from is from the Wu-Tang Clan, which circles back to our first ever episode. So, uh, Control, uh, it's spelled like a keyboard button, and that is all I have for the album. All right, bye. <laughs> no, 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 I'm just kidding. It came out in 2017. Uh, it is just a great album. She's a beautiful young lady, and she makes good music. We'll get into that more later, but one of the first things I want to talk about is maybe uh, bring in my correspondent from Puerto Rico, <laughs> our in-house chef, Mr. Angel Campos. Am I saying that right? I love it. So I got a text the other day from my friend Randy, who's also the producer of the show. Say hello, Randy. Hello. Uh, Randy said that this bitch says a... <laughs> He said that this bitch is allergic to everything, right? Pretty much. Give me the list. Give me the whole fucking list. Yeah, please. Talk for a second. I'll get that. Uh, so, Angel, what's up, man? What's up, Bubba? How are you doing? I'm pretty good, and you? You know what? I'm living life. Still on the vegetarian kick. Oh, it's not vegan. It was, it was vegan. I was like, all right, fuck everything. Fuck cheese. Fuck eggs. Fuck all this <laughs> bullshit. And then I was like, uh, I kind of want some cheese, dog. <laughs> so, cheese is life. So... You know, but fuck meat. Like, I'm not really into meat or whatever. That's just, I got you, you know, it's too, I got a sensitive stomach. It's, it's the biggest part of my body. You know, I got to take care of it. Also, I just, you know, when we, sh- you know, when we film for the podcast, yeah. it's pretty late. So being, you know, you know eating you, vegetables at this late night was actually I, beneficial for you. So what do we have today? Oh, so the you want the double ganger menu or the... G- give me everything. So the alternate menu... Is yes. it, it so we have roasted cauliflower because I have strong opinions on buffalo cauliflower wings, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to add more ingredients into something to try to make it a, a chicken product. Just leave it what it is. It's a beautiful vegetable. Leave what it is. So I had uh roasted it off with some a little bit of baking powder. There's a chemical reaction between the water molecules and the the top of the vegetable. So it gives it a little bit of a more texture. Motherfucking scientist up here. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, we roasted them off and split the batch into two. So we have some toss in our 
Can we say housemate or homemade? What's what's a little bit more? What's more professional? It's can you say artisanal? Artisan. Artisanal. I don't know. Fuck it. Bar- I have no idea. Barbecue sauce is artisanal. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what that word means. I just know it's a Walmart. fancy white lady word. Uh, so we have some homemade pineapple barbecue sauce. Damn. And then we have some tossed in um, truffle. Bro, let me get this a fucking. That's barbecue. Barbecue. Oh, yeah. And then we also have some roasted sprouts on the side for you to fill you up. So I'm like, I just tossed in a little bit of honey, a little bit of adobo, salt and pepper. Good to go. But for for discrepancies, we I, I think we all just wanted wings. She yeah. what was what was she that she tweeted? She just simply said, "I love you to whoever and chicken wings." So and then we're like, let's go with that. We all want wings. Beautiful. Let's use it. So then I had some wings roasted off. And toss in the pineapple barbecue sauce. It's absolutely delicious. Simple, very simple. This very way. simple, but very delicious. I, I never really fucking cauliflower like that, or Brussels sprouts for that matter. I used to fucking hate Brussels sprouts. <laughs> Brussels sprouts can suck my fucking dick until I had fucking uh, Angel Puerto Rican beautiful Brussels sprout. I have a problem with sprouts right now. Why? I'm eating them raw, and I don't know how to feel about it. Is that an issue? Well, apparently to everyone it is. Why is that a problem? I don't know. Why can't I just respect you eating vegetables? It's just like, it's just weird, I guess. It's not normal. You and your Brussels, Brussels sprouts are valid. I've angel. been eating raw Brussels sprouts and I'm it's not going okay. to stop. I'm not People stop. eat raw carrots. People yeah. eat raw fucking it's the same. whatever. It's the same. Looking at that. Shout out to Rob. But still. <laughs> Rest in peace, Rob. Rest in peace. <laughs> Anytime he makes me angry in the week, I'm just going to throw something in that picture. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you, Rob. So this is actually amazing. I, you know, I'm kind of jealous of you guys eating the chicken wings, but I'm not upset. So <clears throat> let's just, I'm just going to go through the list. Uh, first off, sweet potatoes. This is everything that she's allergic to. Everything. Yes. Sweet potatoes, buckwheat, oats, apricot, watermelon, orange, pear, apple, banana, blueberry, strawberry, raspberry, crab, shrimp, cod, halibut, mackerel, flounder, Egg yolks, uh, cow milk, beef, pork, navy beans, string beans, soybeans, mushrooms, onions, olives, cabbage, spinach, cashews, sesame seeds, and vanilla and paprika. Okay, so at the bottom of that, does it say if she's part plant or anything like that? I'm sure like, she would love to. Like, what she photos, said. Or is she a breatharian? First off, good call. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, who the fuck is allergic to a seasoning? How do you be allergic to paprika? What is paprika? I don't know the fuck paprika is. you blame is. your parents? It's like dehydrated peppers. So it's okay. red peppers and they dehydrate them and it's all. Okay. That's what it is. It's true. How the fuck do you be allergic to that shit though? You blame your parents. They well, did something. They fucked up some way somehow. See, I, you know, you could do that as, a, as an, a grown adult, make your own decisions, whatever. But fucking, she must have been the worst child to like babysit or something. Oh, or like God. have it like a uh, nightmare fuel. Oh my God. That must have been the worst. She can have eggs and shit. How are you allergic to egg yolk but not the egg white? I'm triggered. Also, what are the allergic reactions like? Or did she, or she take, a, take a test? One of those tests where they like, fucking give you all that shit. She took a test and posted it on Twitter. And it tells, like, she ranked, or the doctor ranked, what are you most allergic to or whatever. Huh. Probably self-shellfish. It's a bunch of different numbers. Uh, threes. There's a lot of threes and fours. We won't judge you for what just happened. I don't know what happened. But you're making a suspicious face. I dropped a little cauliflower. Oh. <laughs> that's unfortunate, though. 
Although, so for much our good audio listeners, world. that didn't happen, and I'm not a slob. For our YouTube viewers, I'm sorry. So, uh, Angel, this is a delicious meal once again. It's so fucking good. I never even thought about putting pineapple in a barbecue. I feel like I'm at like a fucking luau or some shit. No, you can put any any fruit. I can make it work. Whoa. I'm like that skeezy uncle. I'm like, give me any fruit. I'll make it happen. I don't have an uncle like that, but that's great. Everyone should. I don't have a skeezy uncle. That I know. You are the skeezy uncle. I am the skeezy uncle. Give me a fedora. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll stop. <laughs> so, Angel. Yes, sir. This was a delicious meal. I thank you so much, sir. Thank you, Papa. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. You're, pleasure. You are the, You are my greatest, one of my greatest friends. Thank you. You're in the top eight. But you wouldn't massage my butt. <sighs> you offered. And with that, I'm leaving. Thank you. I'm not even going to address what was just said on this podcast because it doesn't need to be said. Thank you so much, Angel. It's it's been a pleasure. Uh, I keep saying that. I don't know what the fuck. So, with that all being said, let's dive right into the music here. Control by SZA starts off with the well. Let's let's talk about what the album is. The album is all about the feeling of losing control and insecurities. It gets kind of deep into that, and I really I really enjoy it. it I. As much as I shouldn't relate to this album, I do. Uh, it starts off with Supermodel. It discusses SZA's insecurities, and it's a really good song. It's it's basically her saying that, you know, she can be... Her, your, like, you, she can be her lover, Supermodel, but he's not letting her. Um, it starts off with her mother, like a voicemail from her mother, which says, That's my greatest fear. That if, if I lost control or didn't have control, things would just, you know, I would be fatal. Which is basically, it, 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 it's the grand thesis of this whole album about not having control in your life and how fearful it can be of somebody. Um, it's also on other songs we'll get into, Doves in the Wind and 20-something. Uh, this is Grandmother is also in this album, but on Love Galore. You know, in Garden, but we'll talk about that later too. In the context of this song, the con- this the type of control SZA is obsessed over is closely tied to controlling her body and is determining the control lies specific in a specific relationship. Uh, SZA describes control as something that she is always striving to have. It is a, a concept that is futile at the same time. Let's talk about some of the lyrics. That are really interesting. Let me tell you a secret. I've been secretly banging your homeboy while you in Vegas all up on Valentine's Day. Which is something it's fucked up. I guess there was some sort of orgy that happened on Valentine's Day that she was not a part of. That her boyfriend was doing it. Whatever. So they broke up whatever. But this is she said on Genius.com because I get all my information on Genius.com she said that this would be the first time of him hearing about her fucking his friend on Valentine's Day was on, on the song. <laughs> this is why you never date one of these fucking pop star bitches. Not that she's a pop star bitch, but you don't date an artist because you become part of their art. Whether you like it or not, whether you treat them well or not, you're going to be a part of their art. For the good or for good, for the good or the, for better or worse, you will be part of their art because the art is is who they are but it also it goes into the chorus uh of her 
talks more about her insecurities where she says, leave me lonely for prettier women. You know I need too much attention for shit like that. You know you're wrong for shit like that. I could be your supermodel if you believe. If you see it in me, see it in me, see it in me. I don't see myself. Why I can't stay alone just by myself. So she's striving for the attention for her lover who doesn't give a fuck about her as he's fucking around or whatever. She could be that fucking dressed up supermodel, whatever. Good for SZA. There's a lot of chorus to this song or whatever, but then it ends with uh, Pharrell Williams. He fucking shows up on every goddamn album. I don't know fucking why. From It could be any fucking whatever. Pharrell, he's immortal. <laughs> and he is just whispering at the end. Confirm that it's just gibberish. It's just him whispering. It could mean what I think it might mean, you know, gossiping and how evil it is and how it can make somebody insecure. Maybe that's what it portrays. Maybe it's just him whispering on the track. I don't know. The next song we got is Love Galore. Uh, it's a song in two parts. It's really good. It's all about basically after a... I just got a text from Justin Spanos. Um... He's texting me about Dogecoin. By the time this episode comes out, I should be a millionaire, so. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rob just heard that from the other room. Was <laughs> <laughs> Rest in peace. <laughs> Anyways, Love Galore. The f- it, it, it feature, it's a song about um, after a terrible relationship, longing for a past lover. It features Travis Scott, which if anybody knows me, knows me I not a huge fan of Travis Scott. I respect him as a businessman. He's got fucking, he's a Nike, McDonald's, whatever, whatever. He's making some fucking money, and I respect that. Not a big fan of his music. His ad-libs are so annoying. It's lit. I don't like it. I don't, it doesn't, it's just very cringe to me. And he'd be better if he didn't have those fucking ad-libs. Anyways, this fucking song, though, I really like it. I really like his verse, and he's he does really well in this song. It's my favorite Travis Scott verse ever on this song love galore and this is one of my favorite songs off this album um it just it it starts off with him just saying i need i need i need i need and then and then scissor comes in with love 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 you know she's talking about she they need love basically and then scissor she's on fucking genius.com where i get my all my information from uh, where she kind of explains some of these lyrics so i'm going to read off what she has said about this song particularly this verse where it's the done with these people. I don't love these people. It's saying a different word. It's not people, but I'm not saying it because of my lack of melanin. (laughs) (laughs) I dust off these people. Do it for fun. Don't take it personal. Personally, I'm surprised you called me after the things I said. Anyways, SZA comes in with a, I just be wilding out. I have a mean streak and I'm a Scorpio. Don't get me started on these fucking Zodiac bitches. Love them. You know the type. Actually, don't argue. I don't want to argue. I'd rather just not talk to you. So it's like if we go off and really go there to the point where I'm talking crazy, it's like we're probably never going to talk to each other again by the time I'm done because me and my mouth. So, you know, she's just talking about how like she doesn't like to fight. and I respect that. And then we go into... Skirt, skirt on people, skirt up on people, skirt down, you acting like me, acting like we wasn't more than summer fling. 
And then she said, I made this song hella long ago. I remember hearing Skirt Skirt. And I remember feeling like when I hear Skirt Skirt, I think of when I was in high school and there was this boy who used to pretend to have a car and he would just hit corners while hard while his body and his arms and just like barrel through the hallways. People would always pretend to be in a vehicle. When I hear Skirt, I'm like, no, really, I'm gone. It's over. <laughs> and then Skirt on these people is more like when you're young and you're sassy, like you don't really care. You're in the wind. You're carefree and almost childlike, almost like not even a thought. And then skirt down, you acting like me. It's pretty self-explanatory. You're playing games. You're playing games like women play games. Don't get me fucking started. Scissor is right. I'm not saying it. I'm not saying a word here. I'm just reading off sister scissors what she's saying. Like you're weird. Why are you so weird? Why are you doing so much? Like why not just communicate and be a normal person? Women communicate better than this, actually. So it's like, I don't understand what's going on. So, you know, I think I think men do have a kind of a hard time communicating in a way. Because men and women communicate differently from each other. And I it, I think it's kind of hard to, not that it's hard, but that it's, it's, some people have a challenge of communicating with the opposite sex. I don't. I tell these bitches what they want to hear. I'm stupid. I'm sorry. Uh, so, and then she goes to say, I got an issue with this line here where she goes, says, uh, I won't cry over spilled milk. We just read off the list. This bitch can't have milk. So I don't know what good kind of milk she's even talking about here. Are we talking about almond milk? Can't be soy. No cow milk. Nothing. <laughs> Whoa, this is kind of crazy. Uh, there's a line where it says, give me a paper towel, give me another Valium, which could be a reference to the Gilmore Girls, ninth episode of the fifth season, where Lorela says, I need a paper towel and a Valium, please. Never seen that show, but could be. I don't know. Sisa goes on to say, this song is about being played by a dude. This whole song is about being played out by a dude who thought he was cuter than you who thought he had it all together and he was skirt, skirt, and he was on the move. And it's like, okay, but somewhere in between this song, Mayhem, of whatever's going on, you got you got over it and flipped a script and didn't say nothing. So it's like, you can continue to play games, but it doesn't make any sense. Like, you know, you enjoy me. You do what you want. You enjoy when I do what I want, whatever I want. We go wherever. It don't matter. Like, it's more like, why play yourself? You want me? You enjoy it. I want you. We have a good time. And you're still not here for some strange reason. Been there, fucking done that. And then sit, then Travis comes in uh, <laughs> where he goes, why you bother me? Why you bother me? Why you bother me? I don't know if I want to get into this on this podcast, but I played this song at work one time and uh, I was messing with a girl from work and, <laughs> and the song came on and then I was singing to it. Why you bother me? Why you bother me? Why you bother me? And then she goes, Man, why are you singing this so loud? <laughs> <laughs> That's not how I relate to this song. I love SZA. This is wonderful. Last time I checked, you were the one that left. So basically, fucking Travis Scott is the dude in the relationship, pretty much. Where she's like, why are you playing games? I'm not really playing games. And then he comes in with the grossest fucking line in hip-hop history. Let me come inside you. Let me plant that seed inside you. Weird. 
Also, in the in a censored version of this song, he says, "Let me come inside, yeah," and then it says, and then it doesn't say that the "Let me plant the seed inside you." Isn't that weird? You can say "come," but it, I think they're relating it to like C O M E, like "Let me come inside, yeah," instead of "Let me come inside, yeah." Okay. I guess. Listen to me. I don't know how all these censorship bitches work, but I don't agree with censorship at all. I agree. And then he ends his verse with trying to catch a POV, which is so weird because it's, um, it, it seems, I think it's a double enchant, double entendre, pardon my French, that he's talking about, you know, seeing the, his girlfriend's point of view of the issue, but he's also talking about pornography point of view. So it's kind of a weird kind of, uh, Double, I like it. That's it. I, I like this. I like this song a lot. It's a good song. Love galore. And then it comes in with an outro. I came to your city looking for love and licky. Uh, SZA goes on to say on Genius.com, where we're not sponsored, but I get all my information from. We should be. <laughs> the outro is the telltale story of you in the area. You said you wanted to do all these things, like you wanted to spend time and you know talk to good one via whatever, via text, via on the phone. And then you go ghost. That happens to so many girls. I remember my sister went all the way to go visit some dude. and He didn't show up at all. In a whole nother state. That's never happened to me before. However, if it did, I would have to murk somebody. (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing. That's just out of control. But I have been in a place where I felt like like somebody and I couldn't say what I wanted to say. So you just end up being quiet like the whole time. And then this place where the other person is it could be a city it could be a perverted real city it could be a room it could be a party so it's just another thing that's kind of out of your control so the song ends with her grandmother uh saying but see solana which is his real name if you don't say something speak up for yourself they think you stupid you know what i'm saying basically the meaning of the song is is just be honest with yourself and what you want, and that will put you in more control. If you're quiet, nothing's gonna fucking happen to your life. You know, you can't. You gotta speak up. Say it with your chest, young man or young lady. In this case. So I was on YouTube recently, and I came across this YouTube video with, with Patrice O'Neill. Patrice O'Neill, probably the greatest comedian to ever live. Uh, he's more than a comedian. He's a philosopher. He basically understands women more than they understand themselves, in a way. Uh, he understands relationships and shit like that, whatever. And he has this bit he has on his uh, comedy special called Elephant in the Room. He he talks about <laughs> uh, if you if if a, if a lady. Uh, basically lost her vagina in a terrible accident. How would you keep your man? And everybody shouts out, you know, mouth, ass, whatever. And it basically, he was just trying to set an example of, of what, what do you give more than just sex in a relationship? And I think this is what, what is, is this next song doves in the wind is basically what SZA and women in her, in her particular position they have more to give than just vagine as one for at let's say maybe. 
So this song uh, basically starts off with, I never understood it. I never got it. But she says, well, real dudes do not deserve, not deserve pussy. pussy. Meaning it's more you see right through walls ain't talking about pussy. Meaning you deserve the whole box of chocolates. Come with me. Forrest Gump had a lot going for him. Never without pussy. You know. Sure. Basically, what she's saying is that, you know, I can give you the whole fucking world. I can give you the whole box of chocolates. I can give you everything. It's not just about pussy. You know, with everything nowadays, the uh, hookup culture and all that bullshit, uh, relationships have kind of died down, really. You know, people aren't really dating anymore, I don't think. You know what I'm saying, Randy? I totally agree. There's so many people just... Like, I know a few people, obviously I'm not going to call them out, but they'll openly talk to me about how, like, they're messing around with dudes, or same with dudes, messing around with chicks, obviously, but, and it's more just friends with benefits than anything. They're just giving each other up for just pleasure when, I don't know, I just think the friends with benefits thing is kind of weird. Yes. And no, I like, I get it. I mean, I get it too. It's awesome. I agree. And... I may have fallen into that trap once or twice. Happens. Uh, but I don't necessarily like it. I would rather be in a loving relationship. Absolutely. And I think that's what SZA is talking about um, with this particular song. There's a sample for the intro to Red Man 2001 track, Let's Get Dirty, parentheses, I Can't Get Into Club, where he says, attention all you and words all you bitches and it's a really cool sample of and then she she it just says that part and then she says sit back and relax your mind just ride just ride she ends it with saying you're now watching mad tv which is so weird mad tv is also a reference to kendrick lamar as he comes in on the next verse and had an album named good kid mad city you want to take it to there and then kendrick lamar this is surprising for our podcast, this is the first time Kendrick Lamar pops up, right? It is, yes. Isn't that weird? We got to do a Kendrick. We got to do... See, my issue with doing the Kendrick album is that it's too much of a... It's a masterpiece. It is, it is from end to end, every song is goddamn fucking good. We need an expert. We would need a Kendrick expert in here to talk about it, because I can't talk about it by myself. Kendrick Lamar, are you fucking crazy? I love Kendrick. He's amazing. He's beautiful. He's wonderful. I'm ready to do it. I, you know who would love to do it? I know who loves Mad City. Hmm. Jordan. She says she would. I don't know if she would want to get on it. I can't have a white bitch fucking doing this album. <laughs> I can't. I need a black man or black woman. We'll figure that out. Don't I'm, right tell you, I'm telling you right now. Telling the audience. We'll get one. I'm just saying. I need, I need a good kid in a mad from a Mad City. That's what I need. Good thinking. anyways so Kendrick Lamar dudes will lose their mind for it whine for it, dine for it pussy but it's cool the way he says it because it's like um, pussy what it is but it's also using it as a like a, I don't want to say slur it's not really a slur but using it as a insult like you fucking pussy, it's basically he's just exemplifying 
uh, What Dudes Do for Vagine. When I first heard this song, I said, yeah, it's, a little, it's a little much. It's a little too much of the P word, as Ben Shapiro might, might say. Fuck him. I don't, every other fucking word is pussy in this fucking verse, so it's not very... I don't know if it's... It's not that great. I don't love this verse. He ends this verse, how many times she gotta tell you that dick is disposable, but if she fucks a young dude like me, it's over for you. Solana, middle finger up, speak your truth. So, basically, for young ladies, dick is disposable. Uh, they have their choice of men, I think. Whatever they want, they can pretty much get right. Am I fucking wrong? No, you're right. So, you know, dick is disposable. Unfortunately. Kind of interesting when you think about it, like the dynamics of relationships as in your 20s. I think it's different when you get older, but in your 20s, it's, it's quite... So, SZA goes on the next verse, and she goes, High key, your beep is weak, buddy. Which, why the fuck is it beeped? It's weird. I... The, okay, it says on Genius.com, where we're not sponsored, but I get all my information from. The word dick here is bleeped over, likely to prove a point of how saturated society is to all things dick-related. Yet, yet still so stigmatic as the culture to all things pussy-related. This censorship creates an interesting just position. I learned that one in art class. As the word pussy is used as a significant number of times throughout the song, but the word dick must be bleeped out only the only time SZA uses it. It also signifies... It also signifies... What the fuck is this word? Significant. Significant. It's also significant that Kendrick is able to use the word when he raps. How many times she got to tell you that dick is disposable? The fact that Kendrick, a man, is able to use both the word pussy and dick, but SZA, a woman, is only able to refer to her own genitalia points at the misogynistic culture where men can freely discuss their sexual behaviors without facing any sort of scrutiny but women do not have that same luxury and I fucking agree I think women should be able to fucking talk about how many dicks they suck where they sucked them I don't give a fuck same as men whatever talk talk your shit whatever I'll talk to anybody about it I don't give a shit you think I care Randy you want to talk about it on the podcast no all right well, is this public? My mom listens to this shit. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, no, no, no. I mean, I would, I would tell my mom. I don't give a shit. My mom listens to the podcast. Maybe me and her can make some stories. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Rainey's mom. <sighs> One time. Hi, mom. So this next song is named after actress Drew Barrymore. Now, the song Drew Barrymore is about a, uh, it portrays a seemingly somber, unassured version of SZA, with the lyrics indicating low self-esteem, especially in a relationship that is so unbalanced. The song speaks on both dealing with insecurity and questioning companionship along with self-worth. During her performance at Vivo Halloween 2017, SZA revealed that the song was about a party. Basically, SZA went to this party for this dude. She was super excited about it. Uh, and... She, he ended up bringing a girl, and she sat, didn't see him for the whole party, sat alone, and she smoked all of her own weed. Uh, and she had a great time, she said. When the music video came out, Drew Barrymore, the actress, was in the music video. Randy, uh, our 
fateful producer said that this song was uh why it's called Drew Barrymore is because it was a role model for her. All these songs are kind of named weird. You know what I mean? They're not really like Love Galore or like Doves in the Wind. It's they're named very particularly and it's very interesting. I don't know why. Tell us in the comments. <laughs> but she starts off basically saying, Why is this hard to accept the party's over? You came with the new friends and her mom jeans and her new vans. And she's perfect, and I hate it. So it's all about like jealousy and not having control in that aspect of it. So she thought that she this dude wanted to be with her, but the star is a friend, maybe. Oh, you're so glad you made it. I'm so glad you could come by. Somebody get the tacos. Somebody get the spark of blunt, and somebody start Narcos off of episode one, which I've always really liked that line. I've never seen Narcos. I've always seen the memes about what's that guy's name, Pablo Escobar. Where he's in the pool. <laughs> Where, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think he's like supposed to be in prison or something. Just, I don't know. I have no idea what's going on actually. In that I think he's the watching. guy that escaped. And... Yeah, but in that particular part where he's waiting inside the pool, yeah. I think it's out of prison. I've never seen the show. But, you know, Netflix and chill. Done it before. Why am I fucking. I, I don't know why I'm saying this bullshit. Then there's a reference to Snoop Dogg later on where he says, Bring the gin. I got the juice. Uh, which is a song, which is a reference to the song. I can't figure out the name of this. I know it's Jim and Juice, but how does it start off? Looking at Endo, sipping that gin and juice. But eat back. Got my mind on my money and my money on my mind. So it's a reference to. The dog father. And then it leaves this. It's won't you shut up. You know, you're my favorite. And I am. And it goes in the chorus. Warm enough for you outside, baby. Tell me it's warm enough for you. Uh, basically what she's saying. Warm on the outside is a synonym for being physically appealing. While warm on the inside is a sexual innuendo. In both cases, SZA is challenging the expe- expectations men place upon her. Using the f- phrase warm enough as a way to empower females to question their insecurities originated with no name on her feature from Donnie Trumpet's 2015 song Warm Enough. In pop culture, Drew Barrymore has become synonymous with the idea of insecurity and pursuit of identity. In the late 1980s and 1990s, the often played angsty teens in movies like Never Been Kissed and Poison Ivy. Which makes so much fucking sense now that this song's called Drew Barrymore because of those movies and it's about angsty young women trying to figure out who they are. I appreciate it. Also, I think it relates to maybe Am I Warm Enough For You emotionally? And I think that's another uh, idea maybe that plays a part in this album. Which it's just like emotional warmth. Am I warm enough towards you for you to like me? Maybe. Who knows? And then it gets all depressive where she goes, I get so lonely I forget what I'm worth. We get so lonely we pretend that, that this works. I'm so ashamed of myself. Th- think I need therapy. I'm sorry I'm not more attractive. I'm sorry I'm not more ladylike. I'm sorry I don't shave my legs at night. I'm sorry I'm not your baby mama. I'm sorry you got karma coming to you. Collect yourself. Get it right. So this is all about the insecurities of a young lady, SZA, Solana, 
I think that's her name. I don't know. I get so lonely. I forget what I'm worth. Which I think that that ha- happens a lot with a, with with people who are in relationships and are they're kind of like those on and off relationships. I think people get so lonely and get so not used of being by themselves. See, this is what I did for a while after I got out of a really kind of weird relationship. I still am quote unquote single, right? Just because I have found that the greatest person on earth to me is myself. That's conceited. I know that. I feel like I sound like an asshole when I say that, but you have to be secure in the company of yourself or your relationship will fail. You have to be your own person and they have to be their own person. They can't fucking depend on you for everything. That's what makes a perfect relationship is that two separate beings come together and share something. That's what a relationship should be. Not this on and off bullshit. Not that you're so lonely that you just need somebody for warmth or whatever. Uh, And then it goes into mental health. I'm ashamed of myself to think I need therapy, which is so sad. You know, therapy, I've been. I, you know, once or twice I've been. And it's it's a great experience. It's just, it's, it's the first time I ever started talking about myself. I turned to conceited motherfucker, I'll tell you that much, but uh, it's the first time I ever really spoke my problems out of my head, and it helps a lot, and nobody should be ashamed of going to therapy and talking about their problems. It's, it should be normalized. You should, you don't have to fucking, you don't have to see a, somebody, some asshole with a doctor that you got to pay $60 an hour to fucking talk to. Call your friend. Call me. Call fucking whoever. Just speak your problems out it may sound stupid it may sound silly but whatever you're thinking call a dear friend call a suicide hotline call fucking whoever you got to tell some people your problems and you shouldn't be ashamed for it and then she goes into uh i'm sorry i'm not more attractive i'm sorry I'm not more ladylike and it's just insecurity after insecurity and i get it and i'm sorry i'm not the perfect human being but i am what i am and i think that's what uh life is about is accepting who you are that's what the song's about maybe and then she gets uh into the bridge sorry i just need to see you i'm sorry i'm so clingy i don't mean to be a lot you really love me down like you say you do give it to me like you say you do um it's all about just a woman missing a man right right mm-hmm. um and that's pretty much it. So this next song, From, is a song about change. A song about maturing. It's a song about what prom season's about, really. And um, I maybe maybe should I talk about my prom. Go for it. I've only been to one prom before. It was my senior prom. I uh, was not on prom court. I was on homecoming court. Not win the crown. Uh, but... Because I was on homecoming court, I was not allowed on prom court. I could have won both. I believe you could. It was rigged. Whatever. It's stupid. Uh, but my prom happened like any other Volusia County student. Maybe Randy. I don't know. But it was at the NASCAR. Yeah. It was. Every fucking. Listen to me. Every, every school in the school district that I went to 
goes to the infield of the Daytona 500. Whatever. There's a fucking party room there. Yeah. So we 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 danced. I think Jeremiah Palmer won prom king. I think. I think. I don't remember. I have no idea. It's me. So prom. This is a song about like prom is like the, kind of the end of it was for my senior year. So it's kind of the end of the year. It's everybody's maturing, growing to college, whatever, whatever. So this song starts off with her saying, fearing not growing up, keeping me up at night. Am I doing enough? I feel like I'm wasting time. So it's not necessarily about prom, but it's about the feeling of prom season and after. Then she goes into the pre-chorus. Please don't take it. Don't take it personal. Like I know you usually do. Please don't take it personal. Whatever, whatever. And she goes into the second verse. Forget to call your mama on the weekend. You should put yourself in timeout. But lately you've been feeling so good. I forget my future never pull out. Maybe the money will make it easier for me to run and hide out somewhere. Shout out to Doge. And that's basically that song. There's nothing really crazy to talk about on that song other than my prom experience, which was that fucking it was pretty normal. I don't know. It was it was we danced, we had a great time. I don't really remember anything crazy happening. I was looking good though. I believe it. But the outro is pretty cool. It's she goes, like winter's falling us heavy, take it take it off me, off me. Winter I can't stand this. Snow is falling on me. I just really like that. It's like it's a very poetic. Outro. If you never take my advice on anything, take it on this. This next song, The Weekend, there's a remix. The, the original song is amazing, but the remix to it by Calvin Harris and Funk Wave, holy shit. Listen to it right now. fucking amazing the fucking just a funk to it it makes me bob and fucking weave and shit it's so fucking good anyways into the real meaning of the original song uh SZA has said it's about three women not just two uh but the third woman decided that she doesn't even give a fucking shit about anything whatever whatever but uh the song is it serves to empower women above the idea of a man as the center of their all actions of all their actions in positioning all the women in this one man's life as being aware of what they want from him, it diffuses his lies to them. It makes him look like a fool, like the foolish one. So basically, it's like don't fucking put all your eggs in this men, the men basket. Like do the shit for you. Don't do it for some fucking guy who's cheating on you with bullshit, whatever. So you get so somebody has them through Monday or Friday. She gets them for the weekend, and they all get what they need, which is fucking disposable dick. Uh, but how you say you got a girl? Yeah, you want me? How you want me when you got a girl? The feeling's reckless, yada, yada, yada. This is one of my favorite songs on the album. It's really good. My man is my man, is your man. Her is her man, too. Everybody's fuck. This, this man is a slut. 
pretty much. It's all about, you know, getting your, like, no fucking around, no lies. You, in this particular song, she's in control, and she's getting what she wants. She's not letting this man's lies get to her. You know, you know what she wants. Drop the draws. I know what you, I know what you want. And then it ends with a weird intro where it's like, bright ideas. We've got bright ideas. Hey. It's pretty neat. That's what I got about that song. <laughs> All right. So, Gina, Go Gina, is basically, it's a reference to the 1992 show Martin. Martin Lawrence, his, his girlfriend in the show is named Gina. And uh, SZA uses it. The character Gina, she believes that if uh, she didn't work so much and just had a good time like her friends, that she would be able to have a more fun and enjoyable life. And that's basically what this song is about, working too hard. Uh, Go Gina is used two different ways in this song. The most important line in the first verse is the, and is the last line, you bring me out of character every time again. She is referencing whoever it is that has been talking about her or saying things about her that are not true. Damn Gina was also used on Martin in a negative way. Chance the Rapper has a, has that verse uh, on uh, fuck, what is that song? Ultralight Beam? <laughs> Brady's having some technical issues over there. Uh, Treat the demons just like Pam. I mean, I fuck with your friends, but damn Gina. Ultralight Beam. Shout out to Chance. Kanye. Shout out to Kanye. Kanye. Right? Yeah, it's Kanye. Yeah, yeah, I'm okay. just kidding. My I'm just fucking is Martin would say, I remember watching, I watched this as a kid. I watched, okay. So the reason why the, the w- I am the way I am is I watched a lot of black television growing up. <laughs> like Martin was one of them. I love Martin. Uh, great show. But he would go, damn, Gina. Basically. I haven't seen it in a long time. There's also another song where uh, uh, Action Bronson, a lot of hip hop music relates to Martin because it's such, such a good show from the 90s. Where he goes, uh, my grandparents learned English from watching Martin. It's from that song, Dimitri. I'll play it right now. Don't hurt me, baby. My grandparents learned English watching Martin. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, my grandparents learned English watching Martin. It's me. Uh, wild immigrants. My grandparents learned English watching Martin. Thank you. Now look back at the first verse and you get the sense that she's saying, damn Gina, like you hear, like here you go again with your stuck up self talking about me when I'm doing me and living my life. Them jeans must be uptight. Simply references how stuck up that person is and get right, which means they need to relax and go until, go and go until they get right. Ugh. I'm fucking, I'm, 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 I'm fucking mush mouse over here. The second verse is SZA explaining that she is free to do whatever she wants. Perhaps she used to be like Gina uptight and now that she's doing herself. Uh, this is where go Gina is used in a positive, like a praise compliment. The way Martin used to say, you go girl. That's this song. Gina. The outro is kind of weird. And then it bleeds into the next song. But it's the last 18 seconds of the song are an orchestral 
interlude, ending with SZA taking a breath for the first word sung in the next song. Garden like that. I love when albums do that when they like they bleed into the next song and it's just one like it's just one vibe. It's one wave. It's one party. I really love that. On this song Garden, SZA expresses her need for emotional vulnerability and support in a relationship while questioning whether it's worth it and deserving of it. Uh, despite this, at Vivo Halloween, SZA explained, I wrote this as one of the older versions of me, but not that old. From the new me to the old me to someone that needed to be needed for the old me. Whatever the fuck that means, I have no fucking idea. But this song is, uh, can you remind me of gravity? Ground me when I'm tumbling, spiraling, plummeting down to earth. You keep me down to earth. Call me on my bullshit. Lie to me and, and say my booty getting bigger even if it ain't. Uh, love me even if it rain. Love me even if it pain you. I know I'd be difficult. You know I'd be difficult. You know it gets difficult too. This is all about needing somebody to lie to you and to call you on your bullshit and just what I think a relationship might be about. Right? Yeah. I do like in this song, I do like the way she used the word buddy. You know what I'm saying? Having nobody, only you, buddy. Can you hold me when nobody's around us? I like that. I don't know why, but, but like all this vulgarity and how crazy this whatever this album is mm-hmm. and then she says buddy which is so fu- I don't I love that word it's a fun word I was gonna say that word is a it's just a not an odd word but not a word that we say a lot anymore and it should be brought back you know I'm sensitive about having no booty having nobody only you buddy can you hold me when nobody's around us that's deep right there and then this song ends with another uh, recording of her grandmother giving her some advice she basically says, You don't have shit to say to me. I ain't got shit to say to you. <laughs> and, and, and that's the and truth. Ste- and stepped on. I said, You black helper, you, you, you stand your ground. Because, like, I, I feel the same way. If you don't like me, you don't have to fool with me. But you don't have to talk about me or treat me mean. I don't have to treat you mean. I just stay out of your way. That's the way we work that one. Basically, I think SZA is getting advice from the past generations of women and how they kind of dealt with shitty things in their lives. And, you know, I like that advice. It's good advice. Don't fuck with me. I don't fuck with you. Don't, we don't have to be rude to each other. We don't have to hate each other. But that's what it's all about. So this next song, Broken Clocks, is my favorite song on this album. Uh, a lot of my favorite songs have have the same kind of subject of time and how time doesn't matter and it just makes me think it makes me existential and i don't even know where to go from life so this particular song uh is is what i'm trying to do with dogecoin the first line of the song where she goes run fast from a day job running fast from the way it was jump quick to a paycheck running back to the strip club i'm never going back never going back you can't make me. That's how I feel about life. I'm not. <sighs> Listener, enjoyer of this podcast, I was not born for a nine to five job. I can't fucking do it anymore. Dogecoin is my way out. This podcast is my way out. And SZA is my way out. So in the first version, of, like the first verse of the song where she ends it, she says, I've paid enough 
petty dues. I've heard enough of shitty news. I've had a thing for dirty shoes since I was 10. Love dirty men alike. Uh, then, then the pre-course goes on to say, uh, better day than yesterday. I just take it day by day. Never hearing what they say. I just do it my way. All I got are these broken clocks. Ain't got no time. Just burning daylight. Still love. And it's still love. And it's still love. So basically, what this young lady is saying with these broken clocks is that uh, in the film Hook by Steven Spielberg, Peter Pan grapples with growing up and relearns what it being youthful means with a band of misfit kids. In the final act of act, Captain Hook talks to a young boy, Jack, about his collection of broken clocks. Each one ticks its last talk, and now all is well. This seems to make a parallel to this film and her music video for Broken Clocks, where she comes of age with a band of misfits at Camp Control, which is an interesting video. Uh, where she is at a, it's like a, you know, she's at a camp and she's whatever. Uh, some a commenter from Genius.com said, "I did not inter- interpret this song as a love story. I believe the song is about her struggle as an artist. In the first verse, she refers to her job, to the jobs she had before becoming an artist, and she talked about how think she enjoyed the simpler things during those times. I've had a thing for dirty shoes since I was ten. Love dirty men alike." The reference to Broken Clocks, however, alludes to how her life is now consumed by expectations and schedules. All I got are these broken clocks. Ain't got no time. I love this song so much. Then she goes into more of her past. Got a shift at 10 a.m. Got a dip at 10 p.m. Got to get that cash. Won't get past the lunch break. I had a smoke break in about two days. Don't break. In about three years since I dated you. Why are you still talking about me? Like, we're still together. So basically what she's saying in this is that she's working fucking hard at this strip club or her day job or whatever, whatever, whatever. And she hasn't had even a smoke break. And she's working so fucking hard. And you're still talking shit. And we haven't been together for three fucking years. And you're still talking shit. I'm not going to have it. Neither is SZA. Uh, and then she talks more about broken clocks, and it's all about I don't eat, can't stay, pa- can't sleep past nine a.m. Our big make me feel young again. Can't beat them, just join the party. I don't want, don't need nobody. All I've got pieces and pages talking a lot. Sorry, I'm faded. Think I've forgotten. You love me. You love me. You love me. That's the outro of the song. It's a beautiful song. Listen to it. It's quite the wonderful song. So another th- cool thing she does with Broken Clocks leading into the next song, Anything, is that like this, she slows down like the, this whole song on Broken Clocks, and then it stops for a second, and then it goes, bump, 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 bump. Maybe I should kill my inhibition. Maybe... I- I'll be a perfect in a new dimension. It's a cool song. Anything follows the previous track, Broken Clocks, where SZA seems to decide that still love is still love on anything which samples Spring Reprise by Donna Summer. SZA follows this theme of accepting this fling down for the ride, but still questioning if it's legitimacy. 
Do you even know I'm still alive? So the next song, uh, I believe it to be a reference to Kanye West. The next song is called Wavy. This song's not a very long song, but it is the interlude of this album. It's featuring James Faulty Roy, which was my original last name instead of Conroy and Faulty Roy. <laughs> Stupid joke, cut that out. Uh, but it's a cool song. It's just kind of a vibe song, really. I was wavy. I've been with you. I've been waiting for you, boy. And I was drowning. I went crazy. I've been going crazy, boy. And I found out this is the way out. Now I'm wavy, wavy. So it's also, it's like we were talking about on a previous album, uh, Mac Miller. And I was drowning, but now I'm swimming. So she's basically saying kind of the same thing. Uh, I was drowning. I went crazy, but now I'm wavy. I'm riding the waves now. I'm just going with the flow. And that's this song. Normal Girl, the next song on this album, uh, it's basi- It's a really awesome song. It's basically about uh, reading from Genius.com. I'm not sponsored, but I get all my information from there. Possibly from her past, SZA may never have been able to cope well in relationships. Typically, they love her sex. Uh, she's aggressive. She knows how to run her bedroom, but not her love life. Eventually, without significant others, she'll grow into normalcy, and they will just miss out. And that's her becoming a normal girl. Wish I was the type of girl that you take over to your mama. The type of girl I know my daddy, he'd be proud of. Yeah, I'll be proud of. Yada, yada, yada. And she wishes she was a normal girl. How do I be? How do I be your baby? How do I become this normal girl? What is this fucking normal girl anyway? To be honest with you. What is normal? It goes back to the thesis of this album. And being out of control. And just being out of control maybe with your image. Or with how society paints you. How you're not this normal girl. How you know this dude doesn't want to take you to meet his mom. And she he only likes you for sex and whatever. And. And, you know, you know what I'm trying to say? I do. Thank you, Randy. Of course. Check that song out, Normal Girl. In this next song, Pretty Little Birds, uh, SZA speaks about she wants to be open with her lover and fly to the heavens. She speaks about how she's been through things, but she's still open to flying with somebody. Uh, you are but a phoenix among feathers. You're broken by the waves among the sea. They'll let you die. They'll let you wash away. But you will swim as well as you'll fly. That's so fucking poetic, dog. That's like something out of a fucking... I don't know. A Maya Angelou fucking book, dog. That's poetic shit. Take your word for it. Ignorance. Ignorant. No fucking culture these fucking kids. I really like, this is so stupid to say, and it's so, like, unscholarly of me saying this, but I really like how she says, pretty little birds, pretty little birds. I really love, I don't know, I, this song is also a really, really good song uh, on this album. Uh, told you I like gentle giants, so you soften up. You've been jacking, beaning, and stalking just to get me to love. 
I want to be your golden goose. I want to shave my legs for you. I want to take all my hair down and let you lay it in it. Spread all my limbs out and let you lay in it. So uh, this alludes to, uh, you know, the the great children's book, Jack and the Beanstalk and Giants and how Jack climbed the beanstalk to meet a giant or whatever. Uh, she also alludes to the goose in the story. Jack really retrieves a harp, some gold and the goose that lays golden eggs that belong to the giant. She wants to be with this giant, this man as much as, she, as much as he wants to be with her. Sizzle also hints at another tale, Rapunzel, a story of a girl locked in a tower who lets her hair to allow, lets her hair down uh, to allow a prince to climb her up. In addition, Sizzle seems to view shaving her legs as a sign of femininity, as seen in Drew Barrymore, the song we we featured earlier in this episode of this podcast. Uh, therefore, it's clear that Sizzle holds a large amount of affection for her lover, changing her regular behavior to seem more feminine and attractive to him. Uh, a commenter on Genius.com. The interplay of affection between the speaker and the love interest speaks to a great, if not infatuous, affection between the parties. The speaker wants to reduce herself to trophy items, golden goose, ideal femininity, to show off her love interest and give him what she thinks he deserves. There is an unbridled affection present, present in the speaker's regard for their lover. And all these acts are antiquated romance reflect the profound severity of their feelings for the other. So this bitch is basically saying she, how much she loves this fucking giant ass dude. <laughs> and then we get uh, a feature, another feature from Isaiah Rashad, who has his own album. I forget the name of it right now, Randy. What is the, al- what is the album called? Isaiah Rashad album. The Sun's Tyra. Oh, uh, The Sun's Tyra. That's what it is. It's fucking. That, that album is really fucking good. I can't think of anything on that album, but I just remember really liking that album. Uh, so we might do that one in the future. When I can think of it more. This is the song I really like. I can't think of the name of it, but it's playing right here. Meal ticket, ticket, meal ticket, ticket, comma. Still in my liver, real nickels in my condom. So he goes on to say he's got some fucking wordplay in his fucking verses. Lately, I feel like I'm robbing myself, like I'm robbing mines. Diamond, cerebral peek into your cortex. Be faithful and free and just play in your vortex. The cerebral cortex is a part of the brain that plays an important role in cognitive and consciousness, particularly for higher thought processes like speech and decision-making. Rashad has layered several meanings in these few lines. First, Robin may also be Robin, which refers to the bird. Pretty little bird, the Robin. Next, Robin Mines is a play on words that references robbing mines. M-I-N-D-S. As well, in self-medicating with drugs, which he referenced in the following lines, fly by the pound, fly by the ounce. He realizes he's robbing himself of the diamond mines in his mind. His consciousness and ability to make decisions in order to be faithful and free in the vortex, the state he is while he's high. This may also be have prevent him from releasing as much as much great music as he could potentially done otherwise. Also note that he realizes how valuable his mind is, when he calls it diamonds, 
but the freedom of the vortex shows the heavy weight that consciousness can have on all of us. Uh, three, he could literally mean robbing himself of the valuables that come with working hard because he is just playing in the vortex. Lastly, minds also indicates possession. In particular, the term is often used for a loved one, me and minds. In saying he is robbing minds, Rashad could be hinting at not only robbing himself, but also robbing his loved ones when he is in this state by not giving them a full presence and possibly by not providing them, providing for them. What a fucking genius this Isaiah Rashad is. And this verse is just fucking just deep and monolic. I don't even know the fucking words I'm saying right now, but it's really good. It's a really good verse. Check it out, please. And then the outro is really cool. But my wings don't spread like they used to. But I want to fly with you till we hit the heavens. But my wings don't spread like they used to. I want to fly with you till the heavens. So we come to the last song, Twenty Something. It's this song is kind of like a just a soul vibe to the to the end. That's the best way to kind of describe it. You just kind of just listen to it. You kind of get in the mood. Twenty something. I want to say twenty something forever. It's just kind of. 20s are weird. Okay. I'm going to go on a fucking way. 20, 20, being, being 20-something is such a weird, it's such a weird time in somebody's life. Because in your 20s, you could be a parent, you could be married, you could have a business, you could be still working at some shitty job, you can still be living at home, you can be People are all over the place in their 20-somethings. Right? Right. It's such a fucking, just a crazy era to live. It's kind of depressing. And it, it, it it's 20s. I feel like the 20s have, have changed so much in the last 50 years of what it means to be a 20-something because um, it's sort of just an extension of your childhood in a way. You know what I'm saying? Because like 20... Thirty is the new twenty, I think. As crazy as it to say that, but I think thirty is when you start to really get your shit together. When twenty used to be the time back in like the fifties when you get your shit together, so being a twenty-something nowadays is a weird thing, and it's something that we're all trying to figure it out through this digital age and and trying to find control over it. And uh, so SZA on this song bears her soul, admitting that she doesn't have her life together, hoping she keeps all her friends and doesn't have her love life together either. She calls the song 20-something because this is what many people go through in their 20s. She prays for all all of them because she knows how hard it is to find your way out of your 20s. The closing track uses similar instrumental as the opening track, Supermodel. Um, How you say... How you ain't say you was moving forward. Honestly, it hurts when you getting older. I gotta say, I'll miss the way you need me. Why you ain't say you was getting bored. Why you ain't say I was falling short. How you lead me out so far. How could it be 20-something all alone still? Not a thing in my name. Ain't got nothing. Running from love. Only no fear. That's me. Miss 20-something. Ain't got nothing. Running from love. Wish you were here. That's what the fucking you're in your twenties. That's what all it's, all it's fucking about is you don't own shit. 
You ain't got shit. You ain't shit. You're afraid. You're, you, you don't have love. And that is why people in their 20s, what SZA is saying here, what I'm saying now, is that I'm praying for everybody that's in their fucking 20s because this is the hardest time in anybody's life, I think, because it's such unknown. You don't know what the fuck you're doing. And anything can fucking happen. Amen. I can really second that. Like, I'm 22 now, and I'm still trying to figure out what to do with my own life. Yeah. Go the college route. Keep not go to college route. Work hard with whatever. Um, it's a scary thing, man. I'd never believe my dad when he said, time flies once you get out of high school. I heard the same shit from, like, a friend's mom. Yeah. Saying the same shit. I graduated in 2017, and... Here we are, 2021, and it's crazy. Bro, fucking high school seemed like it lasted for 10 years. Right. It lasted so long. Now I've been out of high school longer than I was in high school. Right. And it's flown by. It's crazy. It really fucking freaks me out. Time. I got nothing but time. I got these broken clocks. (laughs) But being a 20-something is just the fucking worst. I cannot wait. I mean, I don't want to skip time ahead. Right. And I want to experience all that life has to offer me in my 20s, but I... I am excited for the time in my life where I'm more stable. Maybe I got some doge money. Maybe I'm traveling traveling this earth. Maybe I'm traveling Mars. Who fucking knows? But I, 20-somethings, I can't wait to get out of it. I'm halfway there. Right. Uh, weird took us, took us so long to separate. I feel it's permanent like a riptide this time. Waves crashing fast. I try. Think of the past. Please stay. How could it be? There she is talking about waves again. I, I feel like a lot of a lot of poetry, whether it's Leon Bridges, Mac Miller, whoever, whoever, SZA, talk about waves and sailing and the water. I don't know why, but poetry always comes back to water. You ever think about that? I've noticed that with a few things, yeah. So I don't know. I don't even know what to say. I'm stuck in my 20-somethings. Good luck for the 20-somethings. But SZA made it out. She's still alive. She's 30 years old. Beautiful woman. True. Uh, and then it comes in with the ending of this album in a perfect, perfect way. We have another recording of uh, SZA and her mom, where uh, I'm just going to read off what what SZA's mom says. And if it's all an illusion, I don't want to wake up. I'm going to hang on it because the alternate is an abyss. It's just a hole, a darkness, a nothingness. Who wants that? Who knows? So that's what I think about control. That's my story. And I'm sticking to it. And then SZA says that was beautiful, mommy. That was perfect. And that's how the kind of the the album ends. And it kind of ends with the same kind of instrumental that it begins with. And that's it. That's this album. It's a great album. I think you should give it a listen. It's very chill. Very just you know, smoke a J. Just chill out and vibe to this fucking song because it's a good song, especially if you're in your 20s. You'll understand. This is all about. Uh, so, next week we have a great fucking. I'm so excited about this next episode we're doing. We're having our first ever guest. My very good fucking friend, my best friend in the whole world. I've been friends with him for a decade. Justin Spanos. He is the music man of this podcast. Creates every fucking beat you hear that isn't. You know, one of the one of the like intro and the outro mostly. Uh, my theme song, Justin Spanos, is coming on next week. We are doing the Arctic Monkeys, 
your favorite worst nightmare. It's a great album, rock and roll, baby. Uh, and that's all I have. Uh, Nelly Nutbuster, Nelson Conroy, your host of Gastel Traveling, signing out. I will talk to you next week. It's been a pleasure. Bye.